2: Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot
3: Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual Textual healing. healing. So
2: at this point, the story about uh lieutenant governor randy mcnally has been out for a while he's uh tennessee lieutenant governor randy mcnally a republican who helped pass a bunch of the um anti-gay anti-lgbtq stuff that has made tennessee a hotbed for Mm anti-trans laws and also the the ban on drag yeah um and uh and i i forget if we mentioned i think we did but we but this guy uh mcnally was caught on <laughs> caught on Instagram leaving thirsty messages on a twink man, a twink named Franklin's Superstars Instagram. Um <laughs> he was posting these like really thirsty pictures and governor McNally and God bless was him. For it.
0: God bless him for him.
2: God bless him and Randy McNally Randy McNally left quotes like way to go finn you light up the world and you can turn a rainy day into rainbows and sunshine and this was like <laughs> basically pictures of his butthole <laughs> so he got God. caught like leaving these heart you know these these real strong thirsty. comments thirsty. um these very thirsty comments yeah. um on these on these pictures and got called out for it but it was, it was hilarious because he didn't deny it obviously he couldn't deny yeah. it so he sort of doubled down and was like just because i you know just because i vote the way i do doesn't mean i am anti-lgbt anti-lgbtq um even though all of the legislation that he's voting for is about you know excluding virulently anti- yeah brilliantly so yeah. um bathroom so fish. anyway that, 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 the ban on
0: in schools like all kinds of things but
2: now the funny new development to me i that i think is hilarious besides uh i think um malik kearney did a bit on snl where she they played Governor McNally in a way that I, sort of like a teddy bear that I, I can't even describe how fucking funny and whacked out it was. It was a great response to this man's behavior. But the new the thing that I find very funny and ironic is that after this guy, Governor McNally, said he was going to pause his social media activity to reflect and receive guidance, um, he obviously refused to re- resign. And so now, in response to that, another Republican in Tennessee is now accusing McNally again, who is not a criminal, he's not a pedophile, and he's not—he's not even gay. He's not, or or allegedly he is not gay he just left thirsty comments on a on a guy's instagram page now this other republican in, in tennessee is accusing him of sex crimes and saying that because of the comments he left that he is a quote-unquote uh predator and a groomer
3: so the, <laughs> all right so let's let, let's get into which this which means yeah sorry go ahead i just so i find this fascinating because obviously the lieutenant governor is a is uh, i mean a boundless hypocrite and, a, and an absolute monster but no. I guess like I can't help but like l- give the thumbs up to him I mean even though he's a hypocrite that aside I would still rather have people not hate each other so much
2: 100% oh yeah So
3: like there's a if this is making sense there's a part of me that's like well I guess I'd still rather have him be writing nice comments as opposed to saying that you're going to go to hell for your sins, kind of. of shit. I didn't
0: think that because I, I, the the he wasn't necessarily his his reasoning for writing the nice comments was just to get him out of trouble when he easily could have like blamed it on a staffer or something who I don't have control of my social media. You know what I mean? He could have gone right. He decided to own it and and also claim that he doesn't know what he's doing. He's upping. The, the humanity of this person because he doesn't have anything against queer people. That's <laughs> incredible. About, that's a bunch of bullshit because I'm it's sorry, incredible. like you can, not, you can say nice things about queer people, but then if it's just like what HRC did a couple in 2007 or something, there was a bill going through Congress where they could only get it with uh, including lesbians, gays and bisexuals. They could not include trans in the language because it wouldn't get anywhere in Congress. And it infuriated mm-hmm. me that human rights campaign went with that, that agreed to that. And said we're going to support this legislation and then work on the trans part of it later and i thought that was bullshit because you don't do that you don't just use words and language and then forget the people you're supposed to be fighting for and it's the same thing with this and that like he can use cheery words to cheer people up all the time but if you're fucking voting in the way that actually harms people literally harms people and actively so actively so and then also what's scary about this is and this kind of goes into the instagram conversation and that there's a law that just got passed in, in, in Utah that the governor signed that sort of, it doesn't go into effect until I think the summer or something, but it, it limits the use of among minors with social media. And there's so few laws on social media, and there should be more, but there's so few laws on how we regulate social media and the language around social media and who uses it and how it can be used and all these things that a person, a, a representative in Tennessee now trying to legislate the language in which people can use on social media and use that as a criminal offense against a person which yes it can be we we know it can be but it's dangerous when these states like tennessee who are actively going against lgbtqia people are then does that mean then at some point we're going to be criminalizing the way queer people speak to each other on instagram because that's what this kind of is implying but it is the is the idea are they going
2: okay are they going after McNally for this and saying that yes. he used language? They're going after because, McNally
0: because they're saying he's grooming this young man who is an adult. So man. I believe he's an adult. So here's right? what he—he was seven. He was 7 he was 17, here's, here's what. Here's
2: what um, Warner said. Uh, Representative Ted Warner. He said Randy McNally is a predator. He alleged that McNally began sexually grooming his victim when he was a 17-year-old minor by, quote, commenting relentlessly, calling him on the phone to talk privately and offering him a job. But it's actually unclear whether it's actually unclear whether they actually possess any information or proof about this at all, because nothing has been made public. And then the twink Franklin McClure said, Randy never asked me for nudes. He never asked me to date. I have I really don't have anything to be angry about. So the irony here to me, the part of it that is so nervy and is such a Republican eating and it's eating its own tail thing here is that by all accounts, Randy McNally is a straight married man with two children yeah. who happened to leave little mustache. very thirsty comments, <laughs> right, very thirsty comments on this super gay guy, super gay kids, Instagram. And now again, he is allegedly straight. He is married. Yeah, he has yeah. kids, but because he showed quote unquote support for a gay kid, his own someone in his own party, a Republican in Tennessee is now, showing the hypocrisy of his own party by jumping to the conclusion of calling him a
0: predator and a groomer, which is just... Well, he's doubling down. ...saved and reserved for gay guys. He's doubling down on... You're correct on that, but you're also... We need to discuss the thing that we discussed last week on the podcast about the drag ban in Tennessee that goes into effect April 1st, and how a large intent of that ban was to protect children from what they call groomers, from predators, from, right. from people, from queer people who are dangers in society. And so in a way, I think this person who did this vote against uh, against him is just doubling down on pushing even that legislation in the narrative that we need to talk, we need to do these things more, we need to push these people out of society. And that's the scariest thing is that they're using these not only vulnerable communities, but vulnerable pieces of our lives like social media that have very little legislation around them to then hone them for their own very ignorant messaging and intent. And it's, it's, it's kind of frightening. Oh, it's absolutely yeah, frightening. I, I
3: feel like he's this, this guy, the the one on the far, far right, trying to get the Warner. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Warner. I think he's just trying to get the Lieutenant governor to resign because he's there. He's presumably embarrassed. Oh, without the a doubt governor's behavior. So, I mean, it is scary, but I I feel like it's more strategic than like. See, this to me is rings anything. so clearly
2: of that crazy moment when. Remember when um, uh Clay Aiken put his hand on the mouth or like put his hand over yes. Kelly Ripa's yes right and like he put his hand over her mouth or something and she said something like I don't know where that hand has been because it was obviously like a weird thing a weird gross thing for him to do yeah and then later on. The, the view, view that same that same day. Rosie called Kelly oh, Riffa homophobic. homophobic. Kelly into the show. Insane. But but here's what's so funny about that. This is the same thing to me because K- Clay Aiken was not out, so Rosie was uh, just assumed yeah. that Kelly was being homophobic. But it's like, but this guy's a straight allegedly, allegedly and B, right. you're. Jumping to the conclusion that she's saying he's gay and his hands are dirty, which yeah. is the same thing here as this, guy, as this guy Warner saying, "Well, he left comments on an on a on a gay guy's Instagram being supportive." So not only is he, of course, he's gay, and now the yeah. step beyond that is and he's gay, of course, he's a groomer and a, and he's predator. a pervert. Yeah, <laughs> it's so I, funny I do, to me.
3: I do love that we cannot conceive of any modern political discussion on this show without roping the view into... <laughs> not even joking we
0: are joined today by the
1: hilarious
0: or hilarious blair Saki.
1: hello wow thank you for having me <laughs> oh my this god this is exciting
3: so, you were just experiencing oh my god. we're so excited to have
0: my issues which is like the ba- like it is there's nothing i'm usually a calm person I'm a very calm person mm-hmm. but when the when yep. something that is supposed to work because you pay a lot of money for it and it doesn't work yeah. for like 10 minutes I become irate I become Ted Bundy furious
1: yeah (laughs) yeah I'm a real analog bitch so if something goes wrong I do panic because I go no one is gonna I'm not gonna be able to get myself out of this
3: yeah I can't fix this
1: I also (laughs) got hacked this week too so and I'm just like I feel the way about sort of tech stuff, the way I feel like a horse, uh, they can sense your fear, you okay. know?
3: <laughs> you feel, I will say this, I've had this happen a couple times when like, I'm normally pretty early to things, but like, uh, I'll be like logging in for a Zoom meeting or something, and that's when my computer decides to update, yeah. like update, mm-hmm. uh, like, up- update oh, sure. Zoom, and Zoom. like, we all know it's like 45 seconds, but I'm just like hot panic oh. in tears every time that <laughs> happens it's a disaster yeah. the
0: anxiety it's like you're tom cruise and mission impossible and there's that one drop of sweat that's about to drop on like the security thing you remember that part of yeah, that?
1: Right. Sensor? Right. yeah 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 that's
0: that's that's what i become that's how i <laughs> yeah. well
2: blair yeah. i'm nice. also oh go ahead elliot i was gonna say i'm also excited to have you because you have such a distinct like speaking voice yeah over it <laughs> and we've had we last had uh we had Chris, christy cello on recently yeah. a comedian from new york who also has a distinct like speaking voice and i yeah. i think it's a special thing to hear on a podcast oh <laughs> well,
1: thank you yeah uh christy is a longtime close friend of mine oh and um yeah we came up together in new york and we really had a long uh a good time on those yeah. stages around yeah. the city together mm-hmm.
2: She do was pe- great, people but people comment on your, vo- sorry, I'd have to ask do, do people comment on your voice to you or are like, are people weird about it?
1: Yeah. You know, what's crazy is like, I mean, it feels worth it now that I'm like starting to do a lot of animated stuff. But before that people would always be like, you know, like that classic parents thing they do. If you're in comedy, they're like, have you thought about doing SNL? (laughs) And and you're like, yes, I've thought about it. A few, a lot. I think about it every day, Um, but also the craziest thing, this is so weird, but I no one had ever said anything about my voice mm-hmm. one time before I started comedy. I had no idea. Like I had never, it had never been. And I was like, I thought I'd been made fun of for fucking everything, yeah. but they yeah. missed that one. Yeah, wow, that's
3: do you funny. do you get insecure when you hear your own voice, or do you have you grown? Have you always loved it?
1: It's neither. It's neither love nor hate. I I don't feel any hate for my own voice, but. It is weird, like uh, there is the feedback on the internet from men sometimes.
3: Uh, (laughs) Is but
1: you know, even sicker than that, even sicker than that, I go in my poisoned, poisoned female brain. I go. At least they didn't say anything about my looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: right. That's true. Wait, I have to ask you, so when you, because I, I always wonder this, like, I always thought, like, wouldn't it be funny to have, like, to have seen, like, Catherine Hepburn's sex tape? Not to see her have sex, but to hear her have sex. Because, like, I just <laughs> not, sure. I, I imagine it's, sure. like, a really funny thing to hear. So, like, when yeah. and stuff, like, an intimacy. When I'm
1: fucking. Yeah, yeah. when you're <laughs> fucking. Is
0: just that, kidding. I mean, like it must, I, I think that would be so fun to have like a fun voice rather than because I've always hated the gay shit of guys being like, you know, being all mask and like, yeah, I'm like, stop it. Stop yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Be right, normal. Right. You know?
1: Yeah. I, you know what? It's so, I, it's so not in my awareness how I sound at all, like any yeah. time.
3: Wow. Yeah. And uh-huh.
1: unless I get some hateful comment, you know, but a lot of them are nice. <laughs> Yeah. So.
3: Well, maybe maybe you will be the first person to launch an audio-only OnlyFans.
1: Audio. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: Suggestion I'm sure those audio. exist.
0: I'm sure there's like I, a... I, I did an have ASMR an OnlyFans
1: and... for a day. You did? Um,
0: that I mean, started as sexual. a joke. Yeah.
1: Because I tweeted. I, I was actually trying to sell this, sell this story on stage, but then I abandoned it. But it was like, I tweeted one day just like, messing around can you on only fans can you just do feet or do you have to show whole? Yeah. <laughs> right. and, um and then uh-huh. it it went viral and I was like so confused. <laughs> I oddly have like a lot of naivete and I looked in the comment. I didn't know the foot thing was real. And so then yeah. I started an account immediately because I was like, I'm going to be rich. Like yeah. I didn't even know. <laughs>
3: yeah, right.
1: <laughs> and then I got so into it. I was having the time of my life like stomping on shit and like. <laughs> whatever had it for 24 hours before my reps called me and they're like um you audition for disney and nickelodeon all the time um can you take that down can you, you take, pay you however much money you make? my god
0: that must be the funniest thing like there are so many because disney literally owns everything so like the fact that there are so many comedians that, are, that work in Disney product, like projects on a, like spec, you know, like Bob's Burgers, even it's Fox. So it's a part of Disney now. And like all these things are oh, Disney. It is. it is. Yeah. I
1: guess I do work for Disney. Yeah.
0: So like there <laughs> yeah. Are yeah. Disney related product pro- projects out there that like, I must imagine it must be hell dealing with some of these actors who like are legit insane for a company that is known for being wholesome. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> i am very wholesome like um so uh, but I, when I was on the OnlyFans I was so worried that people were gonna think that I was doing more than feet so right. in the title of the OnlyFans <laughs> I made it um Blair Saki ankles down no hole <laughs> 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 so that like everyone would know and so like wow. when they told me to take it down I was like well why it says ankles down no know. hole it's <laughs> <So, laughs> like- is,
0: is no hole a term is that a thing I think that probably- I don't know. Is, no, no. I'm sure it is. I I'm love sure, it. I'm sure like on Grinder and but stuff, I, but I only show Dick, no hole. <laughs> yeah. No I was hole.
1: screaming it on stage for a while, but yeah. I
0: don't know. <laughs> Wait, yeah. so Blair,
3: I want to know, obviously you, uh, you've you done some voice work, uh, mm-hmm. just in general, but also recently for a beloved an- animated show, Bob's Burgers. What was that like?
1: Oh, it was really fun. Um, like I was doing Hot Tub and the- uh, uh, Creator was there and it was like, you know, for some uh, plucky punk uh, girl, sassy girl, tough girl. Um, And so, yeah, I got to do it. It was really fun because I've gotten to do a good amount, but I really only started getting these roles in the last couple of years and they've all been remote. So right. this one, I actually had to change. I was like, I was on the road all the time. I had to change a flight so that I could go in in person, and it was so cool because I've never done that. And I was like, I have watched Bob's Burgers forever, and like seeing them do the voices, like I was just like, it was so yeah. exciting to me. It's
0: why I went to a table yeah. once of The Simpsons, and it's like it's wild to see them in person doing the voices and just shifting characters so quickly because so many of them do so many multiple. It's characters. so cool. Yeah.
1: I know. Yeah, it was really cool.
3: Wait, so does everyone get together and they record it all at once?
1: They did it. Yeah, they do it in person. Like you're all together reading it together. Oh, wow.
3: Wow. Like a
2: radio play or something. Yeah, it
1: it felt like some beautiful... Vintage land I had stepped into that it was like not inside my computer, you know yeah. right.
3: <laughs> it, it, it's it's funny how the pandemic has obviously made everything remote, which you know, for convenience purposes is you know, superior for most people. But yeah, you know, when you do get those you know those jobs that come along, where you're like, I would like to go into yeah that'd Bob be fun. recording yeah. studio. you know, even stupid meetings, you're like, I want to go into the HBO building Just oh, because sure. it feels, you're like, that's why or I, pitching?
1: oh my right. God. Oh, You're see, like I work right. on this show for two and a half years and I got to pitch in my fucking kitchen where and you like- might be distracted by your dog or something. <laughs> right, yeah. you
0: know? It's yeah. always jarring sometimes. Thanks. I got offered to do an interview in person once for like for like a celebrity and it I literally was like why would I do that? Like why why would I talk yeah. to someone in person when I can just talk with them on Zoom? Like it makes no sense to me. But yeah. do you do, do you think that you that that makes a
2: difference being in person and getting and having that energy? versus doing it remote. And I'm asking everybody. I think for for Blair, I do. Yeah, for Blair, definitely.
1: For a pitch, for a pitch, I want to put on a fit that makes me feel like I like own a bank or something. You know what I mean? Like I am walking there and I'm in some outfit that is just undeniable. And then, and then I just, I have some sort of dance with these people you know and then and then when i'm in my kitchen i'm like wow that was a lot of years i worked on that i really hope this yeah, yeah. comes through
0: you know? <laughs> go, hey, help yourself to the fridge afterwards yeah
1: it, exactly
0: it, it, um, it really blair, ne- i wanted to really, ask you oh, go I, I needed to ask you so like and this i'm sure is going to warm brent's heart because he hates mm-hmm. instagram on a level that is almost psychotic um blair you have you follow zero people, which is like, even Beyonce doesn't follow zero (laughs) people. Like you follow zero people. (laughs) which i mean elliot and i can relate to this because brent also doesn't follow us on instagram although he that's correct by the way that is factually uh, correct why
3: what?
1: oh <laughs> brent that's a hard stance look,
3: look it's a it's a whole it's a whole thing i've muted almost every human i follow i only follow the news the onion and some
0: dogs like that's it some <laughs> dogs wait so why follow uh, zero people like you yeah. know why
1: because Alan, my dream is to delete it fully, but this feels <laughs> the only way that I can subsist at the moment yeah. <laughs> because I have to s- sell tickets to my little shows I do around the yeah, yeah. country. <laughs> yeah. But I think it is so sick and unhealthy. But you know what's crazy? Like, I remember like three years ago before I, like, I don't know, started meditating or whatever secret. <laughs> Cuckoo bullshit! <laughs> I do in my house, and um, and when people would be like Instagram and social media, it's so toxic, and I'd be like, "Then get off it, bitch! We don't need you." You know, <laughs> and then and then now I'm just like, I I don't I want I want to feel on my deathbed like I lived, you know, yeah. and didn't scroll it. I just feel like it's a prison.
2: It is. I, it is. That's such a smart take. I would never have thought to be to do that because it's the same I mean, I'm in the same boat it's like you want to promote your work your shows but then it is a prison and it doesn't it does nothing but make one feel bad I mean studies literally have proven that that it does the it, I mean it certainly doesn't bring mm-hmm. it brings less a lot less less pleasure than it does more negative feelings
1: Yeah, well, also, I at some point, I was like, even if I am not consciously aware of negative feelings arising from this compulsive, unconscious scrolling, I'm like, just even huffing that much information throughout the day is just yep. so clogging up Cl- your brain. Yes.
3: Oh my god, that's so true. It's, it's, it's so it's, true, and I've started feeling that with Reddit even. And I, I and Reddit is like the last social media that I've, i really kind of engaged, started in,
0: engaging with, and and oh, I do yeah. enjoy that's the life. last one. Most people is like Facebook's the line. You're like sticking <laughs> true to Reddit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah,
1: Reddit sounds like the fucking bath
0: salt of social media. I don't know. Yes, it is. It really. Hey guys, we
1: offended Alan. He
3: gets big fat checks from (laughs) Instagram. Are you really?
0: No, 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 no. It's like it's all creator-based stuff. You know, like the (laughs) like YouTube, what YouTube does with their stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but I I love. Thank you, but I love that Brent deflects from Reddit because everyone knows it is the bath salt of social media.
3: Uh, I, I actually, I find Reddit to be, I mean, look, you're welcome to disagree and I, and I respect you're it. Probably I find Reddit nice to be corner. the least,
1: I the, in the least
3: toxic. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't follow like, I mean, I sometimes check in on, you know, public videos which are basically like courtroom <laughs> brawl videos, but, um, wait, I've got a question <laughs> for you though, Blair. Cool. It's awesome. You should come over on brawl. a Friday night. You don't under, you have to
2: understand through. that my, like... <laughs> I think Alan's and my sort of dream slash nightmare is to just get a look at Brent's browser history. I know. I
1: know. <laughs> oh my God. Brent, let us in. It's
3: very, bizarre. it's very bizarre. But Blair, can I ask you this question? Please. Did you at one point follow people and then decided to unfollow everyone and go down to zero? Or did you never follow anyone?
1: No, no. I followed quite a few people. And yeah. um, I was doing a lot of muting and all this stuff. And yeah. I would notice... Like, and I work really hard at not doing the compare thing. Yeah. Consciously, same. Yep. because the truth of it, how I really true, truly feel is that like, we are all completely unique, running a completely different race. And like, there are all our opportunities are going to look completely different, but Definitely. your brain doesn't know that. And so i like, you know, oh, that person got... Like I didn't even know about that, or you know stuff like that, and now none of that is in my awareness. I know yeah. nothing, and yeah. so one day I had I I did um toil over it for six months before <laughs> I finally got the gall to pull the trigger.
2: But you but you're right. Knowing less is healthier. It's less it clogging. It's not even just about. Uh, uh, jealousy or yes. envy or these negative it's just knowing less about people is yeah. healthy i think sexier it makes some it it, it allows for nuance and like yeah. and questions and not knowing and not like yeah. i mean my whole thing at the end of the day is like no matter what who it is it doesn't matter if there's somebody i know if it's a different they're across the world. It's like, at the end of the day, I always say, it's like, nobody forces a a person to press post. And so you have, Mm. I can't stop myself from being like, well, they know they did this. Like, this was not a mistake.
0: (laughs) Bums, it always bums me out See, it always, doesn't always, I, always. I, i'm i've gone to a place i'm similar to blair and that like i've consciously got to a place where like i don't i try not to compare myself and i realize that we're all have our own lanes and our own moments and our own things that make us who we are not to say i don't
1: compare but i do I,
0: I totally do compare but the weird thing is i'm so embarrassed that like because of instagram and other social platforms like now the one area that dri- like, like almost drives me insane to like like to feel bad about myself is when i can't get fucking booked on like a stupid faggy podcast. You know what I mean? Like, I can't. Like, <laughs> like, I'm like, why am I not on that fucking podcast? I'm faggier than that faggot. Like, why can't I be on yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Especially from past <laughs> guests of this podcast. I'm like, how am I not on these podcasts? Why am I not invited? <laughs> and that's what social media is
1: doing. Yeah. To me. Yeah, no, I, well, yeah, no, I really, it's crazy because a lot of my friends, like, even, like, my inner, inner, inner circle, who I talk to all the time and have, like, these very deep, enriching relationships with, they're like, oh like they're like didn't you see that and i'm like oh i'm really sorry i had yeah (laughs)
3: they're like
1: like, i didn't i didn't know you were in mexico and i didn't know you got that and i'm really you know like this happens quite a bit there are a few downsides like there are a few times where like i didn't know someone's parent died or something and like i wanna like i take those things really seriously like i want to really be there and all that but like for the most and I have to find out but like you know I put in all the birthdays on my calendar and <laughs>
3: right, I'm right. Uh,
1: trying to assimilate you know
3: was, did hot, anyone hot. get mad did anyone get mad at you if if they had like a tracker that showed that you no longer follow them did, did you have any friends who like were like Blair
1: <laughs> Um. yeah it, yeah definitely it happened and it was <laughs> pretty amazing to me because <laughs> I I didn't think anyone would get mad if it's zero. It's not like I'm right. cherry picking. You know what I mean? But people have a real thing about it. Like a lot of times when uh-huh. people notice, because I don't really talk about it that much, but a lot of times when people notice, they do this thing immediately. They go, oh, oh, <laughs> so you think you're better than everyone. You're one of those. You're, oh, you're one of those selfish people. And yeah. I'm like, you selfish. Know, I'm literally just trying to slowly disappear into a forest. You don't even, (laughs) I'm like, but yeah, no, some people, they notice quickly. Like, I don't even know how they notice, but I had to get one. I had to search out an app because Instagram tries to make sure that you don't do this. So they only let you unfollow a certain amount of people a day. Really? Really? what happened? Was that it unfollows the people you interact with the most first. So then it looked like for like the two week process that it took, that I unfollowed <laughs> all my loved ones <laughs> and kept these like very periphery people that I have <laughs> not <laughs> talked <until> to in years. <laughs> i It was wild, Tulie.
3: That is so funny. That That is is so funny. funny. That is really funny. I love that. Well,
0: one of the things that, I mean, everyone listening knows, you're obviously very funny. And you have an incredibly funny podcast and live show, Dear Owen Wilson, which I have to say, you remember when Owen Wilson a couple years ago had that moment where he had mental illness and, like, (laughs) There was a there was a lot of problems that he had and I
1: that's how it all started Yes. From that
0: moment oh really well oh. I well I was I was in Central Park and I saw him running and I like almost ran into him and he got angry at me and then literally the next day something big happened with his mental illness I don't want to talk about it to uh, triggers but something big happened and I literally thought did I did I do that did, did, uh, right was that, was that me so why what was it about Owen why dear Owen Wilson?
1: Well, the podcast is now defunct, but um thank you very much for your interest. Uh it was a live show that started in New York, but basically I just remembered one day that I, I, I don't know, it was like three, four, five years in a comedy or something like that. And I remembered that when that major incident happened yeah. in two thousand seven, yeah, I oh. penned a letter to Owen Wilson. <sighs> Because this was, <laughs> <laughs> I his wedding crashes fame, and I was like, this guy is just huh, a genius, a hilarious, <laughs> un, you know, irreplicable, irreplicable. I don't know if that's a word, but whatever. Yeah. And so I wrote him this letter and I was just like, I just want you to know, remember how great you are, (laughs) you know, and, and I want you to know just how loved you are. Like, I was really concerned that this man was unaware of (laughs) how loved he was and the value. So, and I googled some address who knows what it was whatever the best i could find and, and mailed it off handwritten up. Wow. um don't know if he ever received it but then i remembered that like years later i don't know probably like 10 years later and i was like oh everyone's a fan of someone and everyone has these weird things and like over the years like a lot of like one time whitmer thomas like read an email he wrote to zach galifianakis when he was like 18 oh, wow. most people they oh, wow. write a letter like currently or whatever but yeah, it was crazy. And then even crazier, everyone would be like, does he know about the show? Yeah. Does does Owen know about the show? Because like these L.A. things happen. Demi Moore came to my show. What? Oh,
0: Texted, wow.
1: Hex came up to me right after the show. Came and gave me this big hug, like the sweetest, most wonderful woman. She came because Martha Kelly was on the show and they were doing a movie together. And so then she came up, was talking to me, texts Owen in front of me.
3: <laughs> Holy shows shit. Shows
1: me the text. I was just like, this is the craziest like LA moment. And yeah. he was like, Respond to her? like, she calls it. Yeah, he responded right away. Also, <laughs> I found out that they used to date. Um, mm. and I actually knew that before, because obviously I know that I'm a freak. Um, I knew that before she did, and I was just thinking, <laughs> I'm witnessing. I'm witnessing Hollywood history, baby. (laughs) Whoa. uh, This is crazy. But he said, he said, oh, sorry. He said, he said, she calls it De'Aaron Wilson. That can't be good for business. Classic Owen. (laughs)
3: <laughs> that's good that's that's actually a really good line very heartwarming and very I always had a charming. huge crush on Luke Wilson I always thought he was like the yeah. most handsome Yeah, there's this man. scene
0: of Luke Wilson in um in the family stone where he like goes to Sarah Jessica Parker in the car and he just like his bulge is just like right at the, it's like part of the scene <gasps> his bulge is like right at the window of the car and and Sarah Jessica Parker's looking at it like and it's just it's just such a boner.
1: Yeah, oh, he's
0: yeah, I think they're Texans. So, you,
3: you know, I mean, I actually it, I also sent a letter. Everything to bigger Justice. in Texas. <laughs> Wait. Justice Neil, Neil Gorsuch got a letter from me this summer after Roe v. Wade was overturned. I found his address and I sent him a letter. No response yet. <laughs> you found his home address. I found his home address. Yeah. Wow. I, uh, wow. Yeah. Thank you. I uh, yeah. The, you can't find their addresses very easily, but they don't always. Um, uh, uh, they're they. You, if you know their kid's name, you can find their address. Brent
2: is Brent is, a, is a sleuth. I mean, this is the like
3: I'm I I'm an internet Blair. Swanky,
0: this has been so much fun stubborn. chatting with you.
1: Oh my God. Larry,
0: you're the best. <laughs> no, you're so what? funny.
1: You're bizarre. oh my god. What a treat. Where a, what can a blessing? People... <laughs> where
3: where can, Wait, where people can people follow, you? follow you where but... you will not follow them back? Mm-hmm
0: what's your instagram (laughs)
1: handle if any of you listeners out there are interested in a one-sided relationship (laughs) (laughs) you can find me blair saki b-l-a-i-r s-l-z-c-i instagram twitter tiktok i post all my shows there when does this come out
0: this Thursday this Thursday yeah. Oh this yeah. Thursday
1: I'm going to be in Chicago this weekend at the comedy oh, bar great. all weekend I was going to say because
0: I saw that I'll be in Chicago this weekend as well
1: oh, Beautiful Yeah and then um and then I have a I'm doing an hour in LA on April 27th if, at the Lyric Hyperion if any of you would like to come and and I would i love that, to
3: that. Wonder- Come to that. It like, was yeah, amazing. Thank, thank, thank you so, you much. so much, Blair. <laughs>
1: thank you guys. I had the time of my life. blue <laughs> by. I don't even know where the time went. God, I'll remember <laughs> this moment forever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and another thing. Well, I I have a
3: question for you guys. We've This has come up multiple times. Anyone who knows me knows that OnlyFans is my absolute dream. I spend way too much money on it (laughs) on a monthly basis. What makes it Um, your dream
2: that it's that it's self-created
3: and, and self-created amateur porn and that like now i can literally go back in time to people who i thought were like hot in 2015 and i go to their instagram page if i still remember their name which i usually don't but regardless and i can find their only fans page and it's mm. fucking incredible mm. um i mean but also a curse i mean no, it's all a curse don't get me wrong that said it's come up a lot uh, on my behalf but i'm curious is there any scenario in which elliot or alan you would join an OnlyFans page. And I mean, I mean a section, like a sec, like, I don't think, I don't think you guys have ever joined one. Is there like, is there like, is there a scenario in which you would, you would be enticed to join one?
0: When you say join, do you mean like, like subscribe or participate? Yes. Yes. Subscribe. Yep.
3: Yep. Pay, pay to follow someone's OnlyFans page. So 10 bucks, we'll say.
0: Oh, I've done, I mean, I said this on the podcast. I've, I've, done many especially a lot of my friends who have only fans i of course join their only fan pages and sec- like, but, see but that's 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 perfectly fair but that's so you're doing
3: it for support
0: for the most part so you're supporting also, your friends also it's that, right? like it's that like they're very open i'm very open so it's sort of like we have that relationship anyway so it's like oh well yeah what they're up to <laughs> yeah yeah well that's fun i mean did you like their own their content Oh, yeah, because so many of my friends are filthy. And so it's like, yeah, and also I find it I find it fun sometimes because it's like, I don't know, there's there's I, I find sex very funny. And the things that people get off to and the comments that people leave and like the way people I mean, one of my favorite things is when someone posts like a thirsty Instagram thing. And like I love reading the comments about it because it's just so unhinged that like it's almost comical to me. It's like reading the onion in a way. And it's similar to OnlyFans, I think, in that, like, I I mean, I, I I, just love it. I think it's I think there should be more if you can hone. And I wish I had that, too. If you can hone your sexuality in that way and market it and not in a douchey way, not in one of those like pay to play sort of ways that people sometimes do on OnlyFans, which I think is complete bullshit. Like I if you can do that, I admire it so much. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. See, it's interesting you say that, though, Alan, because you have. And I say this in a great way. You have a comfortable relationship with sex, yeah. sexuality, and that sort of stuff. Like the thought of me seeing anyone I know on yeah. on OnlyFans too, is yeah. like is like just chills I me don't to want my it. core. And I'm not <laughs> saying it should. Why? But I don't. I, it, I don't want to see my friends does. do. Yeah,
2: I don't want to see their genitals. I don't. want <laughs> I, I don't want to see it. I just. It's not for me. I'm. I'm with
3: you.
0: Yeah, so, but why? <laughs> why? Like what? Like for me, I, I mean, we
3: would have to unpack my entire childhood. I think no, because I, I mean, I I think it's easy enough to say I'd, I'd rather
2: keep them if they're my f- friends. If it's my friend, yeah. I'd rather re- keep our relationship uh, um, platonic enough that I don't have to. But is it see that's them the part jerk that
0: off. that's the part that confuses me is that the idea of sort of platonic and and how because one of the things that i think is so great about being queer is that like there is sort of like a like a mysterious line when it comes to even the way we communicate about sex and the way we share sex and sex stories and the way we are straight people don't do that in the same way that we do and that's one of the things i think that is so great about being queer is that Mm-hmm. The idea of even being platonic is always kind of gray because no matter what- That's true. If you're ever in like, a, even if you're making friends with someone you and they, they happen to be gay, there's always that moment where you're like, well, maybe, is this friendship or is this something else? You know what I mean? Like there's always, there's always a second where that goes through your head because it's a completely natural thing, especially among queer people. And I think that amongst friendships, one of the things that I love about my friends is that, you know, of course I respect friends that are very sort of like, not asexual, but want to stay within one lane. But then I have other friends who are very, very open and in drag too. nudity and sexuality. And so much of it is a part of the experience. Mm-hmm. You, you see a lot of people naked when in drag rooms. maybe, maybe something wrong with me. Cause
3: I've never had, I've never had like the line crossed with friends.
0: Yeah.
1: which yeah. just never but but Elliot, Elliot, territory. tell me
3: about, so the other thing that I want to kind of remind our listeners, Elliot, um, is not a huge porn fan. He doesn't yeah, love porn. Care. <laughs> so Elliot, are would is there any world in which you would join someone's OnlyFans page? I honestly don't. I I, I mean,
2: it's the depressing answer is that and I don't think so. To me, it's like, I think there's something, this is, I think, also a result of like a hyper-sexualized world where porn comes so easy now. And also being a gay adult man, sexuality is so ever present yeah. in in a way that I think is, is damaging to yeah. like my libido, my psyche, all of those things that the excitement certainly. over knowing that somebody that, that I've wanted to see naked or see do like jerk off or sex stuff
3: yeah. is
2: not very tempting to me. Yeah. And, and I feel, and it makes me, it's not a good thing. It feels like a bummer that I'm almost like n- not numb to it, but sort of it, it's the the edges of the excitement are certainly dulled. And yeah. so it's not, there's, I don't, I may. I can't think of a scenario in which I'd be like, I have to see this. I have, I'm going to well, pay see, for this. It, and
3: I think that is a perfect reflection of sort of the concern that I have for OnlyFans, which is that it's eliminated um, all mystery. Uh, You know, Instagram kind of, you know. The internet uh, has opened... done that in general. I mean, yeah, for but, sure. But, but Instagram but, is the last. I mean, I literally could, I mean, I could literally, if you wanted me, I could spend an afternoon <laughs> making a list of like, 50 guys I used to like maybe chat with on Grindr or just jerk off to their Instagram pages or whatever. And I've now just, oh, with also with always the hope of like, oh, maybe one day we'll meet and maybe yeah. we'll go on a date or maybe I'll win this guy over. And like, you know, out, out of those 50, 40 of them have made OnlyFans pages. I've seen them all jerk off now. And there's a part of me that's like, it's like I'm desensitized. I mean, we, I've talked about this for years about like porn desensitizes you. And i feel like only fans has kind of just taken it to the next level but it's not just only neighbors jerk off
0: now it's, it's not even just only fans because like i mean there's this whole culture of of twitter alts and finsta's and all of these different things where that too yes less about sure i think porn desensitizes you and sex desensitizes you to certain things especially if it's in excess but i also think that there is this sort of like gatekeeping nature of it still exists within sexuality is in that if you have access to the alt or to the finsta or to the secret thing that people do to express themselves sexually in a public way, because we're queer and we want to do that and all the things, if you have access to that, then somehow it's an endorphin rush because you're privileged to it. You're privileged to the secret peak behind the gate. And it's, and, and, and that becomes sort of capital in queer circles, because if you have the access to it, then somehow you're like in the cool circle and, they they bypass yes. even OnlyFans in that way because they don't care about some stranger wanting to see them naked. It's the whole idea of like, I have this circle of people in this alt that only can see me naked. And it's mm-hmm. it's yes. this it's this weird dynamic that's popping up. And I'm finding it even in straight worlds too. Like I have I have well, I have a really good friend who's sort of like he's a straight guy for the most part, but he sort of is fluid and he's becoming more fluid as he gets older and sort of like exploring different things. And I find it's so interesting to watch him sort of grow in this because he doesn't really know how to communicate in sort of a queer sexual way in the ways that he wants to be queer because he's never been taught that language. And it's so second nature to me that I I find he sort of flails in different ways and doesn't know which way to go mm. and get stressed out about things. And it's, mm. it's so interesting because the internet is really what spawns a lot of this, spawns these conversations, social media, OnlyFans, et cetera. It spawns these, the idea of like, well, if a guy wants to see my dick and I'm straight, does that make me something else? No, it's just, it's a it's yeah. a endorphin rush that the guy's getting from someone wanting yeah. to see you know yeah but he's his experience sounds like the same
2: I and and I don't want to put words in your mouth but to me it sounds like his experience is what Brent longs for from youth, which is the exciting clunkiness of figuring it out hmm. versus the current like desensitizing by porn yeah. and OnlyFans that access gives you and sort of dulls the edges. And I think that, I I think oh, our generation, or, at least us, I, it, got, it got lost immediately because we went from zero to a hundred overnight.
3: I, I still, yeah. I mean, granted, this was like my first like sexual interactions, but I literally in like middle school, there was this, this paper boy that I would, anyway, uh, I, uh, we were both paper boys and I would like kind of, it was a classmate of mine and I would like go over to his place anyway. Uh, we wouldn't like hook up, but it was like, it, it got sexual. And to this day, I'm still like, that was like the most turned on I've ever been. And shortly oh, thereafter, geez. I discovered porn.
0: Yeah. Wow. How and, yeah. old were you? Does that kind of oh, define, is middle school. does that kind of define the porn that you not watch, but that, yes, that like that 100%, defines 100%, the, like, things that you get off to in porn? You know what I mean? Not saying that you get off the paperboy doing yeah. it, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. One hundred. Yeah. Uh, legal, of legal age people. <laughs> but yes. but no one 100% like that is. But so I, this no, was a no, thought I just had. But. No, go no, go ahead, Alan.
0: No, I was saying the idea of because um, I, I, I think I've had that too from my early encounters. There is this I've always been sort of fascinated by although like Sean Cody and stuff never really did it for me. There is this fascination of sort of like the typical trope of like a straight guy breaking and and this uh, this sense of sort of like because i mean a lot of my hookups when i was younger were from straight people who went on to marry and have children and stuff and like yeah. so that's pretty much defined and my being sort of the serviceable person in this straight guy's need or or excess or whatever he wants yeah. it became the foundation for the things that in sort of the the kinky way the things that i look for in porn or the things that i maybe even gravitate yeah. in friendships with certain straight guys like there's there's definitely that yeah. element to it 100%
3: so I had just I just had this thought. What about this, Elliot? I will how about this? I'll go on my OnlyFans account, but I'll put your credit card in. Okay. And I'll start joining pages that I think I'll I will enjoy. Right. And but I'll be using your credit card. Oh. So that way <laughs> you're sort of getting an idea of what no. it's like, of right. how it works, of how you pay every month and it's 10 bucks or it's six, or it's maybe you buy a private video for a hundred dollars. Right, But so you'll have an idea and of then you can decide whether it works. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, <laughs> that sounds good. What would your aunt say? Uh,
2: Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show?
3: I wouldn't even join your Uncle Hamilton's OnlyFans page. <laughs>
2: My uh, my aunt Joanne would say, I think Luke is half Jewish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How about Aunt Anne? and ann would say, someone asked if I would join their OF, and I said, of course, <laughs> got an eyeful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have so well, many friends for listening who, and... use, who use OnlyFans as just like OF, like a shorthand thing, and I I just imagine. Yeah. There's someone who is so out of touch with reality or with the internet that they think that's of course. They think that that says of yes, course and the things love that come from that. Yeah. Of. I love it. Of, yeah, of OnlyFans. Of. But of, of course O-F. is OC. I know, but I would I can imagine like my aunt like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That. And yeah, being that. like this must be internet speak for of course. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well,
3: good <sighs> night and good luck. Thank <laughs>